All right. And here we are. First episode of the Game of Cards podcast. I'm Michigan Cardaholic. And joining me is... Nate Card Ripping. How are you doing? And this is uh, obviously kind of an idea that kind of came together. I've, you know, kind of been thinking about doing a podcast for quite a while. Um, obviously, uh, there aren't uh, too many sports cards podcasts that uh, at least I'm aware of, but kind of got the idea and uh, thought we would uh, see how this goes. But I've um, got quite a few topics to talk about. Um, just uh, kind of jumping into the uh, upcoming products. Um, today is the release date for uh, Panini Revolution Basketball, uh, which is available, I think, uh, on the website only, right? I think. Correct. Yeah, so it's only on the website right now. It says hobby, which is, uh, what, 40 cards per box. Um, doesn't guarantee autograph or mem cards, but it looks like kind of the, the main feature of that is like the uh, inserts, parallels, and numbered cards from what I can tell. Yeah, the main chase, you're looking at probably uh, per eight box case, you're getting like two to three autographs. And of course, you're hoping for that galactic, uh, which is considered to be like a one-on-one. Nice. It kind of it kind of reminds me a little bit of like... Uh, unparalleled a little bit yeah unparalleled is uh very similar in uh the football product because they have the all, all the different variations of uh different patterns and stuff like that uh revolution is definitely a lot more scarce i'd say than the football version hmm. yeah looking at some of these cards some of these cards are wild oh yeah they have some really cool stuff i i, I like uh the design that they had in it um with Revolution, uh, I think I bought one box of it from uh, 1819. Um, I didn't get any like super big rookies, but I actually pulled the auto, which I got a Carl Malone auto, which is pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. That's not bad. That's about as you know, Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, definitely a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Old school. I'm surprised. Uh, to me, uh, I'm actually a little bit surprised that his autographs aren't uh, worth a lot more because he was definitely a huge baller back in the 90s. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it some, surprises you. Like some of the guys you think that, you know, there'd be like a big market for, the, you know, the value would hold. Um, does just doesn't seem to happen. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, as, as far as like football, I pulled some, you know, different autos last year of Hall of Famers and when I ended up going to sell it or whatever, you know, you get disappointed with the final auction outcome and you're just like, man, I can't believe, you know, so-and-so, you know, their, their car didn't, you know, sell for more money than it did. But Yeah, exactly. Like, for example, how many Sean Kemp's have you seen as far as autographs go? Uh, not me personally, not many. Yeah, not, not many or I haven't, I can't even remember the last one I've seen and I see autographs all the time in videos I watch on YouTube. And I just feel like, like he was like one of the better players back in the day. Like I just remember watching him as a kid and stuff. And I'm like, why doesn't he have like big cards? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, he was, when he first came to the league, it was maybe not to the level of like a Zion hype, but you know, everyone's like, he's going to be like the next guy. And uh, he still had a pretty solid career, but I don't think he reached, you know, the level that people were thinking he would reach. But um, right. 
But yeah, so um, Revolution comes out today. That's actually pretty pretty reasonably priced, seventy five fifty, which is kind of a odd price. But Panini is an odd company, so that that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a not a bad price. Um, I've seen it, you know, fluctuate. Obviously, if you, you look at twenty sixteen products of Revolution, you're looking like sixty bucks a box, and now you got twenty eighteen nineteen, and it's over a hundred bucks, I think now. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Revolution. Yeah, I've I'm not super familiar with it, but I've seen, you know, cards and, you know, breaks and stuff with different, you know, revolution different years, but um looks like uh was it Crown Royale? Um that comes out on the twenty second, or at least it's on the schedule for the twenty second. But then I'm sure you're probably excited about uh Optic coming out for basketball on the twenty ninth. Um that's always a popular break yeah optics a huge break i mean look at uh 2018 right now uh optic is going for like 525 bucks a, a hobby box because of luca mm. and Trey young and stuff it's it's ridiculous yeah that's and then i've seen like because they come out with like uh they have a retail version then they have like what the fast break version they have like what three or four different versions of boxes you can buy i think yeah, there's like all these variations. Uh, I think that obviously you have retail, which I think would be the better way to go this year because it's going to be a lot more affordable. Um, but I, I would almost guarantee within I, I don't I don't know what the asking prices of Optic is right now, but I would guess it's probably a lot higher than normal uh, based on what we saw with football. Yeah, that's true. Then you had um, they brought back the collector's box for football this year too, which I don't know. I I have mixed feelings on it. I mean, the price was good at release. If you can find it for $50, it's not a bad deal. But, you know, when the prices start creeping up there, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know if this is worth it. Yeah, I've seen a fair number of uh, product uh, rips of that uh, Optic Collectors. And I'll tell you, um, out of a 10-box uh, you're looking at probably maybe two of the bigger rated rookies and the rest are just a bunch of defensive players and other guys on the team. Plus, uh, the only thing that sets it apart from, say, the Target Mega Box, which is 50 bucks, is in the collector's box you get the, the I think it's Orange Scope Parallel or whatever it is for out mm. of 79. That's really the only difference, honestly. Yeah, I have seen those. Those cards are cool. Um I don't think it's guaranteed to be a rookie, though, which is kind of one of those unfortunate things because, I mean, you'd kind of hope it would, if maybe not a rated rookie, at least be a rookie, you know? Yeah. But um, then in February, I can only imagine what these boxes are going to go for, but Impeccable uh, releases on February 19th. Um, I would definitely get your checkbooks ready because you're probably going to be spending an arm and a leg on that one. I talk about uh, Impeccable Football? Uh, basketball on the 19th. Ooh, basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's going to be crazy. It's I mean, going to be like one of those things where you get a bunch of scrub autos and then hopefully you get one good one. <laughs> I mean, if Prism's like going for four to five right now, I can't imagine what a Peckable is going to go for. <laughs> it's It's insane. So it's all banking on, on the idea that Zion's going to play. And the rumor is right now that he's going to play on the 22nd. Yeah, against the Spurs, I believe. Yeah. 
I think it's a home game for them, if, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, who knows? So that's the basketball lineup for like the next uh, month or so. Um, switching over to the football side of things, um, a product that I absolutely cannot stand, um, even though I did get a pretty sweet card last year in this product, is Panini One, which comes out on the 22nd of January. Have you had any experience with that product? I have not. Um, I did not partake in it last year because I saw far too many uh, breaks on YouTube, and it I didn't like it. It just didn't seem worth it to me to you know it was like a one one deal like they say panini one and it just didn't seem worth it i bought i think three last year um and i'm just not a fan of a single single card product i just i'm just not uh and i know it's a lot of the products that i put out are kind of uh you know risk reward type of situation this is probably the king of that um, even though I did pull a Lamar Jackson uh, number to 10 jersey auto out of that, um, which I sold way too early, but that's a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I ended up pulling James Washington out of the second one and the third one. Uh, I think it was it was a tight end of some sort, but it was not. It was not a, a great time, even though I pulled that Lamar. Um, just not a fan of that type, that style of product. I'm not sure how much it's going to be this year, but I think I was like 199 last year when I bought it. Yeah, it's it was just I think it's just far too much money for one card. And here's the thing: so you got other products out there like Leaf Best of Football that is a one card product, you know, a buyback type. Um, yeah. You have probably better chances of getting something very close to what you paid in a box of that than you would Panini One. Panini One's gonna be loaded with like lower end rookies like Ronald Jones or, you know, you know, Chris Godwin or, you know, stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like lower end players as opposed to getting your top tier. Yeah, that was like I said, you know, even though I did well, I'm still it's the it's the format of the product that's the issue. You know, one card for two hundred dollars and it could and it's probably more likely going to be a thirty dollar card if that um yeah if you're lucky <laughs> i mean i get i get it's a thick card stock i get it's like a premium finish and uh, a lot of them are on card but that doesn't that doesn't justify the asking price in my opinion yeah uh i was at the blowout card store in uh chantilly virginia um they call it the fantastic store and there was a guy there he bought one box um and he ended up, luckily for him, he pulled a Tom Brady auto out of it. Oh, man. Whew. So, yeah, it was, like, numbered out of five, I think, or six, something low-numbered. Wow. And it was mm-hmm. a beautiful card. But, I mean, is it worth trying to throw $200, $300, whatever it is, you know, to try and get something like that? I don't think it is. No, it's just you can do so much more damage, you know, going different routes, even, even a retail route. Um, like you said earlier, especially with like a prison basketball or, um, something along those lines. But, um, uh, the 29th of January is, um, the release day for limited football, which, um, I don't, I don't mind limited actually. I, I, I've done pretty well, um, with limited and I know it's a product that's been around for quite a while. Um, I believe. Sure has. 
Um, I know I saw uh, a lot of people pulling a lot of, seemed like a lot of Baker Mayfields came out of limited last year. At least it seemed that way to me when I was watching uh, breaks and, uh, you know, people, people on YouTube and whatnot. But um, yeah, limited. Um, I'll be interested to see what that's priced at this year. Cause not the greatest rookie class. I would say 2018's class was a pretty good class um, this year. I think the jury's still kind of out. What do you think about that? So the rookie class, I think, is, you know, it's not like bad, but it's not the greatest. Um, it definitely has potential to see a, a future in the NFL for sure. You have a lot of uh, rookies that were drafted on teams that were like really suffering and they use their obviously because they were the worst team last year or the year before and uh, they had the top picks so they're using that to try and build around a good solid offense and even defense as well but I think that uh, I mean this rookie class is one of those sleeper hit rookie classes it's going to be one of those ones that you'll start start to see like in the next two to three years blossom more and actually turn uh, heads a lot more so we'll see I don't know yeah, I think that's especially true for the quarterbacks. I mean, you got guys like Easton Stick, you know, with Phillip Rivers, you know, who knows how much time he's got left. Um, you know, even a guy like uh, Clayton Thorson, who, yeah, he's not that big, sexy name, but, you know, you just don't know how quarterbacks are going to pan out in a league where, um, you know, you have to have a quarterback um, to have a chance to succeed. Um, you know, obviously everybody knows about the, yeah, the Kylers and the Haskins and the Jones and the Minshews, but some of those lesser known guys, um, you know, like a, a Drew Locke, he, I think he what, started, started a game or two for Denver. Yeah, he did like three games and uh, his rating is like through the roof. Like his only game that he didn't do as good as he could have uh, the last uh, two games was the game with the Chiefs when they, were, they had that blizzard. I, I, and I'm saying, you know, like, I don't care who you are playing in a blizzard would not be easy to do. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would not be a fun time. Um, another guy too, um, Will Greer, um, that kind of situation in, uh, Carolina is a little crazy. You know, they got the new coach and, uh, who knows if Cam Newton's going to come back. So Will Greer, um, he's, I think if you're going to buy his stuff, I would probably buy it right now. Yeah, considering the fact that uh, the games that he played, he obviously didn't do too entirely well. But they they threw him out there, and it was like one of those situations where like, hey, uh, we have nothing to lose. Go out there and just try and do something. And he obviously wasn't ready and or he, you know, he was kind of blindsided by it. So he's like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll do this. <laughs> so he didn't do the greatest that they'd expect, but he has the potential to be a good quarterback, I believe. And you're right. Absolutely. He need, people need to pick up their, his cards now if they're collecting him or they want to build up stock on him. Cause right now his, his cards are probably the lowest they can be. Yeah. Will Greer, it'll, I don't know that whole Carolina. I mean, they got talent. It's just, they got to, you know, go out there and perform. But, uh, Another quarterback, too, you know, another unknown kind of situation is the New England situation with Tom Brady and, uh, you know, their backup, uh, Jared Stidham. Um, see a lot of his product, you know, this year. Um, I actually think I have four or five autographs of him I'm kind of hanging on to just because uh, you just don't know if he's going to be the guy moving forward for them or not. Yeah, you're absolutely correct on that. I mean, 
no one really knows at this point, especially also you look at Nikhil Harry as well, like the receiver that they drafted. Um, they have some good players that, you know, could become something big. I mean, same situation as I look at at this way, 2014 when Jimmy G was uh, the backup to Tom Brady. I had seven or eight autos of him, even some like crazy low number of ones. And uh, I hit, held on to him forever for a very long time um, because I was like, you know what? He's his backup. Something's got to happen. Eventually, someday something's going to happen. And he got sent to the 49ers and then performed like no other. And remember, his prices went crazy high. Oh, that's, yeah. um, that's when I like, you know, got rid of him because I was like, oh, I don't really PC him, but, you know, I'll get rid of these now. And I made, you know, a good deal of money on those. So. Yeah, I think he's probably – I think he has the best chance to um, succeed just because of that system and that organization. Um, I think they will put the right resources and talent around him to succeed. So he's definitely one of those guys I look at right now who, yeah, he didn't do anything because he hadn't had a chance yet. But I think, right. you know, if, if Brady does walk away, um, you know, them not bringing in another quarterback – um, obviously would play into that equation, but um, you never know what they're going to do. But if he is the guy there, I would definitely, you know, keep an eye on him. Um, so moving with the uh, uh, the release schedule for football, um, plates and patches, February 5th. Um, plate and patches is kind of near and dear to my heart because I hit my first ever Saquon out of that. It was a redemption, but um, uh, hitting a Saquon, uh, especially your first one, um, Remember, I, it's really before I was on YouTube and everything else, but um, I remember that hitting that in the store, and I was just like, holy crap, what just happened? But um, have you had any, uh, have you bought plates and patches? I haven't bought plates and patches since 2016, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I bought it. So um, it's one of those ones that just kind of, it, it's either I, I get it or I don't because, you know, it's like a one pack kind of deal and you get like I think it's like like three hits. The the plate is guaranteed the auto and a patch card or something like that. Yeah. So I haven't actually dabbled in it in a while because uh, it's not necessarily I don't like it. It's just I, I guess I just never really took interest into it because I actually would go after other things that around that same time time frame release. Yeah, I, I think the configuration is the same this year. I want to say it's, I think it's two base cards, uh, a patch, an auto that can be a RPA, and then like you said, the um the plate, which I think some boxes do have um, autographed plates. So I think there is oh. a potential to get two autos if if I remember correctly. That could be totally wrong, but that'd be cool. I mean, that would, that would make it a better value, um, you know, depending on if you get the autographed plate or not. But um, and probably, the, probably the, the next product is probably the one I'm probably most looking forward to as far as football, which is on February 12th. Uh, Select comes out. Um, I really like Select. I think it's a great product. Um, going to be interesting to see how much it costs this year. I'm going to kind of wait and see. I don't really know. I don't have it in front of me what uh, – what the MSRP is, but select is always fun. I've always enjoyed ripping it. 
Yeah, Select is uh, definitely one of my favorite products. I love that product because uh, you get all the different prism parallels and stuff like that. Um, you, you can, there is potential to get some really sweet autographs and patch autos and stuff like that. And plus, I, I don't know if they're doing it this year. They have the redemption for the uh, the uh, draft for 2020, I guess it would be. So that would be kind of cool. Was oh, it like the XRC redemptions? Yeah, they have the XRC redemptions, and I remember last year they added a little uh, bonus to it. Instead of just getting not only the uh, XRC redemptions, they also had auto redemptions. Hmm. Was that the first year they did that? I think it was. Uh, last hmm. year, 2018 was the first year because uh, they had Select come out in 2016. They had the XRCs for 2017, and I have a story on that one. <laughs> I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, so. And then 2017, they had the XRCs for 2018. I I think maybe they started the autos then. I'm not 100% sure, though. Hmm. Yeah, but, that's, uh, that's the first I've heard about the autos. So that's that's kind of cool. It gives kind of more incentive to, to kind of jump into the product. Yeah, it, it adds a little bit more to it because you're uh, hoping to get a new auto of a new you know rookie for the next year and stuff like that. Um, but a little backstory real quick. I actually had... Back in 2016, um, I was on a break and I got uh, an XRC redemption card for uh, QB number two, and it was the gold XRC. So it was numbered out of 10. Hmm. Of course, at the time I had because this whole redemption thing for XRC was new to me. I was like, I have no idea what I'm expecting to get here. It's QB number uh, two, and it's also out of 10, blah, blah, blah. No one knows who that, that QB could be. I ended up selling it on uh, the blowout card forums for like 75 bucks or 80 bucks or something like that. So it was, it, at the time was a good price. Um, looking back on it now, QB number two was Patrick Mahomes. Oh, no. <laughs> that oh, is man. probably like over a thousand dollar card now. And that's probably just raw, not graded, right? Yeah, that was raw. I would guess raw. Oh. I guarantee you that sucker would have been. <sighs> too because it probably was going to be a really good condition ouch man <laughs> yeah it is what it is oh, man i'm <laughs> sick just thinking about that yeah, uh, that's cool. it's like my panini one lamar had i held on to it i mean i think i sold it for like three something and it, i i don't know i haven't looked recently but i'm sure that card probably goes for close to a grand right now oh easily so you know, if only we could predict the future and and uh, all yeah. that, we'd, be, we'd have a lot more money to buy, make up for We're our lives and things. <laughs> like Back to the Future too. Yeah, yeah. So um, I also, uh, I just looked up just uh, a little information. Uh, select for this year is going to be one eighty seven ninety five. Okay. I mean, that's pretty close to, I think, what last year's was in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I think that's, I don't know, like the pack configuration breakdown, but I know you get some packs in there, right? 12 to 15 packs? 12 packs, five cards per pack, two autos, one mem guaranteed, 10 prism, five numbered cards. Uh, you get one XRC redemption every fourth box. So hmm. we're looking at probably, what, a 12-box configuration, so three XRCs? Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Yeah, I'll 
I will probably get in on that. Um, probably break and probably buy a hobby box or two. Um, yeah, if, I, if I can get permission to do so, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last product, um, I know a lot of people like this product. Um, I don't know. I I have never had much luck with it. But on February 26th, uh, Panini Encased Football comes out. Um, I I don't know. I'm not a big fan, but uh, oh, maybe you are. Uh, not a fan at all. I steer far, far away from that product. And I will tell you why. I believe in a product that has that is considered to be what, like 350 bucks or 400 bucks a box or whatever it is. Yeah, I got it. Uh, it's going to be over four this year, probably. Yeah, let's just say 400 dollars just for just for intents and purposes. So a box that's $400 a box, I believe in the fact that if they decide they're going to throw in their 8.5 graded cards, <laughs> even 9 is okay. I mean, it's not bad, but it's 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 okay. But 8.5, I've seen 8s in there. Oh, that is man. That's like, that's like, why don't you just be kicked in the nuts instead, right? <laughs> Does that qualify for a hashtag panini fail? Yes, it definitely does. That, that is a quality control issue. If you are sending cards to be graded and they're getting less than a nine, there's a problem because you're telling your customers, hey, we're just going to sell you the medi- mediocre crap that we have anyway, so just take it. When you're advertising the idea that you're guaranteed to get one graded card, it doesn't say 9.5 or better or nine or better. It just says graded card means that they can subjugate whatever the hell they want to give you. Yeah, I, I can't believe for the price that you're paying that. I mean, you should expect a 9.5, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. For that price point, it's ridiculous. So just to play devil's advocate, um, Leaf Valiant. I know it's Leaf. They're not mm-hmm. licensed. They don't even have licensing for the college branding. They're really beautiful-looking cards. They come with one guaranteed 9.5 or greater uh, autographed card that's graded 9.5 or better, and they're all on card. What yeah. the heck? <laughs> yeah, that's you know, I've some people might laugh at me or whatever, but um, there's some Leaf products that I will actually seek out, especially if I can get it for a certain price. Um, I think it was uh, Dave and Adams had um, Valiant price before the holidays like eighty dollars for uh i think it was valiant uh hobby box you can't beat that man no oh, i love um, valiant it's a fun product i pulled a josh jacobs nine five out of there uh green number to either 60 or 75 wow that's nice so um yeah. i know i mean it's all the licensing licensing thing you know well it's not you know they don't have the licensing a solid card from a solid player is a solid card from a solid player. Um, that's how I view it. I agree. I mean, that player still put their hands on that card and still signed it with a pen, so it's still the same thing. And it's not a sticker auto. I mean, I I don't exactly. I'm not gonna hate on sticker autos, but I mean, people the the collecting community I feel values on card over sticker autos. Yeah, I agree. Which brings me to another point I want to ask. Why is it that there are redemptions for cards that have sticker autos? 
Oh man, that's a good question. <laughs> so Panini, Panini, can you answer that for us? <laughs> yeah. The reason why I'm asking this is because I have seen the videos of Panini, the Panini quality control, the videos they put on YouTube where they show how they're making cards. I get that they make cards in sheets, right? They make they it prints out it in a sheet and the machine cuts them, cuts them, cuts them, blah, 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 blah. Well, if the machines are making these cards that are, you know, meant to have a sticker auto on them, why aren't the cards made? And then you have loads and loads of sticker autos from players because they, you know you you know they do. Mm-hmm. And they don't just pull a sticker off and stick it on one of the cards and call it a day. Why is there a redemption for that? I can understand on card because on card is live. You need the person there. You need them to do it. The only thing I can really think of, honestly, is they stretch their auto so thin because of all the different products they release. They might not calculate out how many they actually need. You know, Uh, um, when they water down the products as much as they do sometimes, um, Maybe that's what affects just the number of sticker autos that they have on hand. I don't know. That that would be my guess, but I, I have no idea. That's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't think about it that way. I just figured they had loads and loads of stickers. Um, yeah, that, that makes sense. But what is really frustrating is when, and that doesn't make sense to me, is when a, a player's uh, redemption in, let's say, product A, Okay, and you you buy product A and you get the redemption, and then two weeks later product B comes out, and the play the said player you got an A is not a redemption in product B. That to me I don't understand how that even happens, because you didn't have the auto auto stickers then, but you did two weeks later for a, a different product that you know in a two week span that player isn't going to magically sign for. That I don't understand. I, I just, yeah, I agree. I think it's just, like you said, it's just like timing or whatever they, they're planning this, you know, their schedule is. They just don't plan accordingly. Because, I mean, think about it this way. So we know that, like, for example, um, we'll just throw Crown Royal out there for, for the intense that we just talked about. It. They know Crown Royal is coming out in the next, like, what, month? So... Before that, they had to focus on Prism or whatever they, they just released. And now they're like, well, now we got this coming up, but we don't have the availability to have these made in time. So they already pre-planned redemptions. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how they do this. Like, <laughs> it, it, To the normal person, it would probably be maddening trying to figure everything out. Because it, so. I don't... I would like to see how their factory works because I imagine their factory is huge because the the redemptions would have to be planned into the product making because it gets thrown into the sorting process. So in some way, shape or form, they knew preemptively, hey, we need to make a bunch of redemptions because these guys aren't going to be available to sign or whatever the case may be. So I don't know where they come up with this theory of how they do stuff. And since we're on the topic of redemptions, you want to keep going with this, or you want to st- <laughs> move on? <laughs> hey, I, I, it's it's a very hot topic, and I'm sure it's a topic that a lot of people out there, you know, are kind of like scratching their heads over, you know, certain things. But yeah, we can we can run with this for for as long as it, as long as we want to, I guess. <laughs> okay, so let me let me dive into one real quick. All right, so 
I had a video, I'm sure some folks may have seen on my channel. I opened a 2011 totally certified box. I got a redemption for a, what was it? Uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the set. It's like, uh, we'll just call it Heroes Gold or something like Heroic Players Gold. I can't remember the exact name. Oh, no, it was Gridiron Heroes, I think. Yeah, Gridiron Heroes Gold of uh, Randy Moss. Oh, yeah, I think I did. I did watch that video. Yeah, I, I, I looked it up online. Actually, I think I looked it up. Yeah, I did look it up online. It was uh, numbered out of 10. Um, so wow. I guess in a sense, thankfully, Panini's not like Tops or Upper Deck where they just, after the expiration date, after a year of the expiration date, they just write you off as like dead to them. <laughs> um, Panini will at least let you redeem it if it's, if it's expired for so long. But uh they won't guarantee you the auto. The thing that doesn't make sense to me right now, let's just go into this, is if you have a redemption, you're saying, hey, w sorry, we didn't have the card made yet, but it will be made because it's technically on schedule to be made as part of their product lineup. It's on schedule to be made, and it will eventually be made at a later date, which when you enter your redemption, when that finally gets made, we'll send it to you. OK, so I redeemed this redemption and they said, oh, the reply, no kidding. I called them and I asked them, hey, is this card made? Can I have it sent to me? They said, oh, um, actually, we don't have that card anymore. So I'm like thinking to myself, Wait a minute, what do you mean you don't have it anymore? As in every single redemption for the numbered out of 10, which is all 10 redemptions finally got submitted somehow. And the lady's like, well, I can't really answer that because I don't know the answer to that. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> oh boy. So what happened to the card? Like, did you just send it off to, you know, whoever you decided to? Or did you just decide, oh, these redemptions haven't redeemed, been redeemed for like five, six years. We're just going to hand them out to employees or something. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know what the, the explanation is to this. You, so, you kind of you wonder, like, after a certain deadline that they kind of had established in-house, if like they're not selling certain cards of certain types, you know, out the back door to like, you know, collector A, B, and C, um, they're just kind of thinking, hey, maybe this, you know, product's never going to get, you know, get redeemed. So um, it's not worth anything sitting here. So, hey, let's, let's move the product. I don't know if that's how it works, but kind of seems that way. They could do that. I mean, they could sell products on the side under some Joe Schmo name that no one knows about, and they're, they're not tied to Panini in any way, and they just somehow move their own products. I, there's very good possibility. I don't know. But the lady was like, well, I, I mean, since we don't have it and it's an expired redemption, I can offer you points. So they ended up giving me 2,000 points. Which is still probably a fraction of what that card's worth. Yeah, it was like, I looked it up. I I didn't see any sold of that exact card, but I did look up some stuff similar to it. It was like around 250 bucks, 200 bucks. Uh, which, worth, in, which in Panini points would be how many approximately? So you're looking at 250 points uh, is eight bucks. God. Quick math on the spot. I'm such a nice guy. Oh, you're so nice. I don't have my calculator. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Keep talking, though. 
you obviously deal with with Panini rewards points more than I do. I mean, obviously, I get them uh, even even as as recently as a couple of days ago. Unfortunately, um, I mean, sometimes you can find some cool things on the reward store, but let's be honest. I mean, eighty percent of the stuff on there is just it's junk. You know, I mean, yeah. who wants who wants a Jordan Lasley autograph? I mean, who wants a you know running back Joe Schmo who couldn't even make it on the field? I mean, there's just if they had better stuff on the site, I think it would be a better program. But unless you have, unless you're hoarding points, you're not going to really get anything that's equivalent to, to the money that's, you know, that you have tied up in the points. Right. So. Yeah, I agree. I just did the math real quick and it's actually pretty accurate. Um, $8 for 250 points is $200. So. So it was, it was a uh, pretty close. Yeah, for 2000, 2000 points, it comes out to be about 200 bucks. So that's that's right. Okay. Well, at least you didn't get, you know, you know, boned on that one. Yeah. I mean, obviously you probably would have much rather had the card, but Oh yeah, absolutely. That's... I saw what those cards look like. They're amazing. And who knows, you find the right Randy Moss guy. I mean, uh, who maybe pays more than that or you know, the other thing that people don't take into consideration is you get the card graded the card's only going to go up if it comes back, you know, even like a, you know, PSA nine or, you know, whatever. Um, that's going to increase the value as well. And to, uh, to our mega trade that we had. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, I'm not even really sure how it kind of materialized. I think you, uh, I think you posted something about another trade you did or something that just kind of, kind of got my wheels turning. Like, Hmm, let me see what I have as far as the Titans go. And, uh, as it turned out, if you watched the video, uh, quite a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was pretty insane. Like, the amount of cards you sent me <laughs> was insane. I've never gotten a card trade where it was supposed to be, like, a, what, like four cards or something like that, or three cards, and I ended up getting, like, 50. <laughs> yeah, I think the initial trade was just, like, a four-card for four-card swap, I believe. Yeah, something like that. and. Just turned out to be a bunch of PC uh, mail day kind of thing, or just send up everything we could find. And I still have boxes and boxes to go through, and I barely even went through like one whole box for you. I remember my wife saw me um, putting a bunch of cards into the box, and she's like, "Oh, so cool! You're getting rid of a lot of cards there, huh?" I was like, "I was like, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I was like, I'm gonna be getting some cards back." <laughs> And she's like, oh. <laughs> just, just the look on her face was like, uh, oh, okay. So. But if only she knew. <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, uh, you know, I've been talking to this guy. Uh, his wife uh, has to kind of deal with the same thing. You guys should start like a, a wives for card collectors uh, support group. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> she's like. And I think she's probably seriously contemplating that idea too. So, but, <laughs> but, uh, but no, yeah, you know, I, you know, obviously, you know, with me being a Packers fan and you being a Titans fan, um, you know, I, I knew you had, uh, a few things that I, I was looking at and, um, you never know how things can go as far as, uh, you know, online deals or Instagram deals or whatever. But that was actually, truthfully, that was like my first, you know, a significant trade i think that i've done online i'm not sure 
you know, how frequently you do trades, but uh, I've traded before, but uh, specifically through the blowout card forum um, because they have like a feedback program in there where it shows if people are like, you know, kind of like eBay where it shows you if you have positive or negative stuff against you. Um, so it's a little bit more easier and, you know, more forgiving to do because you can see someone's actually trustworthy and stuff. Not saying you're not trustworthy or anything like that, but I agree with you with Instagram. It's, it's kind of hard, you know, online to be able to tell. Uh, if I send this guy all these like cards, is he actually really going to send me anything? And who am I going to, you know, report to? You can't report to anybody. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, that's, hard, so. that's interesting. They kind of have like a feedback. I mean, it's a good thing they have that, obviously, because it's like, well, if this guy's got a 60% you know, positive review or rating, I probably shouldn't trade with that guy. Yeah, they have a pretty uh, strict uh, feedback policy on the forums on blowout cards. Uh, pretty much, if if any one person rips somebody off and blatantly does it, they get blasted on this one f- uh, feedback form, or people just see everyone, you know, see the name and everything. So it's it's one of those things you just if you're gonna do it, you may as well just write yourself off as dead to everybody else. <laughs> yeah, it's like hobby suicide, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, Exactly. Speaking of uh, that, uh, something just popped in my mind. Did you ever see the video of the the guy that uh, it was like 2016? uh, I think it was playoff um, honors or whatever. Uh, He the Brandon Cooks the 99 thing. Like, (laughs) does that ring a bell? I don't. I don't think so. Haven't. Okay, so there there's a really popular video, and this this was a. Blasted all over Facebook uh, on the card trades and also on blow cards. Uh, this guy, he was a breaker, a very actually very uh, big breaker. Um, he so in 2016 honors they had the Chase products in there. You know how they have buybacks that are autographed. Yeah. There were yeah. two really really big ones that they advertised. Um, a contenders uh, on card auto of Peyton Manning a buyback and a Tom Brady as well. Of course, anyone that knows Tom Brady's, that's like easily a $50,000 plus card at least. Yeah. So um, he was doing the video. Um, there's a video of it on YouTube. He was doing the video and uh, it was clearly obvious that he was uh, swiping the card that was in the box. He didn't show, you know, like how some breakers will kind of cover the box to like make it more climactic you know like oh this is building up you know kind of thing oh yeah not 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 so much to like hide that the fact that they're trying to steal it's just just the build-up suspense i guess um he did he did that kind of method but he you'll clearly see in the video he slowly drags his arm over the box cover and hides the card and then you hear in the background you hear a bunch of like like mag cases moving around like he's looking through a box to swap the card with <laughs> and the huh. reason why I said Brandon Cooks to 99 is because he has the base card on camera he keeps on saying Brandon Cooks to 99 Brandon Cooks to 99 he just keeps saying it over and over and then he comes back and he's like oh sorry guys uh, I actually had to answer an email real quick I, I'll send the video to you out offline, but I mean, sorry, I went too deep into that. What I'm trying to say is you can hobby suicide yourself easily, especially in a situation like where you're trusted to be a breaker. It happens more often than it should. And it's kind of sad. 
Yeah, I, I had not heard that. Um, <laughs> I mean, when you're doing something like that in such like an open forum and way, I mean, and yeah. I guess he was in his mind, it was worth the risk, but apparently, obviously it was not. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I, it definitely, I think that's why a large part of collecting maybe still hasn't made their way to like online breakers is just the legitimacy of them. Um, there's obviously a lot of legitimate ones that, you know, you and I both use. Um, I won't, I won't shout out uh, them in this particular podcast, but um, there's probably, probably a list of five or six people or, or break groups or, or whatever that I tend to stick with. And then, um, you know, sometimes I'll venture out um, if there's something that, you know, I really want to get into or I can get a good deal on something. But generally, I kind of kind of stick to the, the primary six. I don't know. I know you said you have probably uh, kind of like a list of four or five primary people that you break with, too. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I stick with certain people that uh, that I've had good uh, um, workings with. And they I usually a lot of the uh, reason why I go back to people is based on the fact that their pricing is honest. Cause you'll notice there's some breakers that will price stuff uh, a little out of the ordinary in my opinion. Yeah. Too, too high. Um, I use one person in particular who I, I know going into it, the prices are high, but the style and the format which he uses for cards and and just the sheer like um availability that he has the inventory that he has to me makes it worth spending a little more just because of the options there are i guess um so i don't feel as bad plus i know like he's not some you know big corporation or company he's you know it's a pretty small operation so i understand that it's more costly when you're not a big gigantic you know breaking company um, right so sometimes I'll, I'll buy stuff from from him um and like i said it's uh you know i kind of know i'm overspending a little bit but at the same time it's like you can kind of uh you know accept that um you know with everything that's kind of you know factored in so right but um now going into the, the next couple topics here, um, as far as products uh, for uh, 2019, what were some of your uh, products that you were surprised with, happily surprised with, and disappointed with? Uh, I guess disappointed. Um, uh, let's just do that one first. So specifically, actually, I have two products I was kind of disappointed in. So the first one, I'll just label real quick is uh, optic hobby football mm-hmm. um specifically for the fact that uh the price point is way higher than it ever should be in my opinion um it's just uh, i think that uh panini is just raising the price because they realize that optic has become a sustainable product that a lot of people look for as uh primary rookie cards and stuff like that mm-hmm. so they figured that they can um uh, you know, make us feel like we're blind and raise the price and go, well, you'll pay it anyways. I I think that that tactic is very distasteful and it's very disappointing in that aspect. And I have seen, and I'll be honest with you, there are, uh, like I said, we're looking at 135, 140 a box for this stuff. 
the one autograph format i understand that but when you're getting like autographs to like random scrub players I, I, I and i understand that that happens i get it but at that price point that it just seems like you're just really just you know sticking it to people really badly yeah um because it's didn't it usually retail like prior to last or uh, 2018's um you know explosion of their, their draft class but wasn't that usually hovering around ninety two hundred dollars a box yeah I, i'll tell you right now i picked up uh two boxes i went to the hobby store last year when it came out i picked up two boxes for 80 bucks a pop so i spent like 160 that's, <laughs> and i got two boxes. Uh, yeah, and, and it's funny that you mentioned it because one of those autos was the, the card i traded you the mvs oh okay and the other one is the uh, the one that I have that's graded, the Josh Allen. I got a Josh Allen out of it. So pretty good box right there. Pretty good two boxes. Yeah, two boxes. Um, and that was only 160 bucks for two no, of them. No penny hard autos in that one. <laughs> yeah, no penny hard or Quandra Allison. <laughs> oh gosh, Mr. Stretch. Yeah. He's always stretching. They finally got him a picture of where he's actually doing something for once, and you ha- you posted it on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, of course I, I buy the the playoff uh, the playoff. I think it's I don't know if it's called technically called a mega box collector box extra value box whatever whatever name Panini wants to name their you know retail non blaster box um, products uh, sorting through there, and I you know see the the backwards card. You know the backwards card's got to be something and. Fortunately, it was Mr. Stretch, but uh, that's that's how it kind of goes sometimes. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, how about some so, of the uh, products you were happier with? Uh, so happier, um, definitely for sure. It never disappoints me ever. Is certified. I, I love certified. It's it's a great value. Um, you're looking at like depending on where you shop, 100 to 120 bucks a box. Um, you're guaranteed an RPA, which for the most part, even if you get an RPA that's you know numbered out of 399, you still got that really chunky patch on there usually. Um, it's a very nice product for the price. I, I mean, you can't beat the fact you get four hits, uh, some serial number cards, rookies, and and the potential to get, you know, like, you know, there is Tom Brady autos in there, too, um, if you're looking for that kind of thing. So there is some great stuff in that product. It's not, it's not so much that it's surprising to me. It's just it's I think it's one of those products that surprises me for the fact that it maintains the value that they advertise. Yeah, I think the, the numbered cards and the, the parallel cards too kind of bump up, you know, the value of that of that product, because. Like take something like Contenders, which is like the true all or nothing uh, brand, in my opinion. You're either going to get, you know, a fantastic autograph or you're going to get a crappy autograph and then you get nothing but basically base cards. I mean, it's truly an all or nothing product. Um, that's not the case with Certified. I mean, you know, you, you got parallels you can fall back on. Like you said, you got like the RPAs. Um, then he even got some of like the, the throwback autos, Hall of Famers and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. I think your odds are a lot better than, you know, some of the other brands out there. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Um, 
Well, speaking of my disappointing products, I'm going to start with contenders because um, I don't know what happened. Um, another product that increased in price. Um, I have seen some good things come out of it, but I would say 90% of it is like, you know, um, <laughs> Penny Hearts and, you know, backup linebacker who never saw the field or wide receiver who's on the practice. I mean, it's just, it's a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of junk come out of that this year. And the problem with that product is if you don't hit on your autos, you have just a stack of base cards. And I feel like they need to do a better job with contenders with, you know, possibly putting in more parallels and numbered cards. Um, yeah. Get rid of some of the base because nobody collects base contenders. I'm sorry. They, they just no. don't. Nobody does. Yeah, nope. Uh, it's the just not thing, a coveted base card product. I guess the only thing you're hoping for out of a contender's base card is to be a parallel of the Super Bowl ticket. Yeah, a cracked ice or a, um, you know, a low number card. And the, but even then, you're not going to get. A, it's probably not going to be a rookie. You know, um, so it's like yeah, contenders is probably the disappointing one. And you, we already talked about optic, and I agree with you. I thought optic hobby was pretty disappointing. Um, between the price increase, just the scrub autos, you know, um, and really to an extent the retail hasn't been super great either. Um, like I said, the collector's boxes are kind of kind of up there in price. Um, you, you're not going to probably get a big hit because kind of like, like, you know, people will kind of touch on this in a little bit too, but Panini will limit the autos that go into those products. So if you're expecting a Kyler or a Daniel Jones or whoever, um, got some bad news for you. You're not going to be hitting those guys because they select uh, which players' autographs go in those products, um, which yeah. me and you kind of been dealing with lately with uh, Illusions Retail. I've never gone from so happy to disappointed in a product so fast. Yeah, I, I was like, it was one of those things like, it came out of nowhere, right? Illusions has been out for what, two, three months now. And Illusions retail all of a sudden appears in retails. And you're like, hmm, interesting. This is really cool. They decided to release it as a retail. I like this because a lot of people like Illusions. I mean, especially hobby. It's really cool. It's a great value in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so why not? And then it turns out that the, uh, the roster for autographs is abysmal. It's horrible. And I even have the statistics here <laughs> because I was bored yesterday. So the uh, the total players available for the um, rookie signs autographs is 43. Okay, so that means you're going to get one of 43 if you don't get points like I did in my second box. Um, <laughs> so if you get an auto, it's going to be one of 43 players. Okay, there are 12 first rounders. Uh, 12 first round uh, players that are available of those 43. Would you like to know how many are offensive players? Yes, I would love to know. Would, would you throw, throw out a guess? Four. I wish that were true. There are zero offensive first round players available in Illusions Retail Autographs. Oh my goodness. Zero. The best player you can hope to pull in the Illusions Retail is DK Metcalf, which admittedly he is a beast. No one's going to dispute that. Outside of that, you're looking at guys like uh, the guy that I got in my first box, Ed Oliver. 
you're looking at a guy, uh, Devin White, who's a solid linebacker for the what, yeah. Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, maybe a Dexter Lawrence with the Giants. I mean, so it's it's heavy defensive guys in the first round. Uh, Cleland Farrell. Um, but there are literally no offensive players that were drafted in the first round in the autographs for Illusions Retail. Wow, that's crazy. That's insane. And if and they're not going to tell you that. So if you don't do your own research and you're going to expect, you know, even to get a non-top tier rookie you know, quarterback autograph, it's not happening. Wow, that's uh, that's very, uh, that's definitely an illusion, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why they released it for retail. <laughs> and then their next their next trick is to make your money disappear. So, so would you like to know how many quarterbacks of the 43 players um, you can get? I'm going to guess five. I wish that were the case, too. Uh, there oh. are two total quarterbacks that you can get in the Illusions retail. Trace McSorley and, and uh, what was it, Clayton Thorson. Actually, maybe there's three. Okay, there is three. I'm sorry. I, I can't read. Yeah, there are three quarterbacks um you hit two of them you know who the last one is um sounds crazy but Gardner Minshew no he is not actually one. Oh wow it's it's a it's a man named Tyree Jackson oh Tyree Jackson the Ravens uh is he Ravens though I think he's Ravens I don't I don't can't remember I mix up all the the backup, backup, backup quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I know he got drafted by the. Or I think he either got drafted the, by the Bills or he got signed to the Bills originally, but maybe he's on the. Oh right. yeah, no, you're right. I think it's the Bills. But anyway, my point is, is that when you go into this and people who are at the store and they're excited about the draft class and thinking about the possibility, you know, small chance, you know, mind you of pulling a big autograph. They don't even have that opportunity. You're not even going to get a mid-tier quarterback. You're probably going to get a defensive player who didn't even see the field. I have another statistic for you too, since we're, you know, kind of harping on this illusions. Uh, of those 43 players, 19 of them didn't even uh, field the uh, go on the field last year for a snap. Oh, jeez. 19 of 43. That's uh, pretty horrible. It's almost a uh, half. So, I mean, that just kind of shows you, like, you know, I understand if you want to take out some of the top guys, but you leave literally, it's it's basically DK Metcalf, a couple of the top defensive guys, and then the Grand Canyon. Wow. So, I mean, it's, I don't know how you feel about this, but I mean, this is this is it's kind of sad and misleading because of all these people who are seeing this illusions product and they're just thinking they're going to get something. Yeah. So this might be something worth uh, reviewing or revealing on a YouTube video where I have another box and I open it and, and then reveal the stats and show people just how bad it is. Because since I post that video, I've had comments on there where people are like, I haven't seen a, a video of this stuff where it hasn't been either this character, this player or another crappy player. Yeah. <laughs> like people are expecting to see something good and they haven't seen anything. And I really started noticing this because 
I started buying a lot of breaks because there's a particular um, online sports card shop that had really good deals on 2018 Optic Collector's Boxes. And I would say last year I probably bought somewhere in the neighborhood of probably 20-ish of those collector bo- collector's boxes. And I kept seeing the same autographs over and over and over. And I, and I would watch other people break it too. And I would see the same thing, the same autographs over and over and over. So I started thinking, like, that can't be coincidental. Like, they, they must, like, really water down the players that are available for the collector's boxes. And sure enough, I did some research, and I think uh, while there were some better players in it, like Calvin Ridley and and some of the the better 2018 rookies, it was still watered down significantly, not to the point of, like, illusions retail this year, but it was was severely watered down. Like, you weren't getting a Baker or a Lamar or a Sam Darnold um, or even a Rosen, I don't think, were in there. So you went in thinking, okay, I'm going to get a decent auto, and it just it's not going to happen. That's insane. So a little interesting note is uh, I have a video uh, on my YouTube. You can check out if you haven't seen it. I opened a mega box uh, from Target of Prism last year, a 2018 Prism mega box. You know, the ones that come with the pink autos and stuff. One of those were like 50 bucks or something. Yeah, they're forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Um, so I, I have it on video. I opened one last year, and it was a uh, the auto was a redemption for Baker Mayfield. Nice. Yeah. So I did manage to get the Baker Mayfield out of that, but I probably would say I opened upwards of around five or six of those boxes, mm. and that was obviously the best auto I got. And I can't even. I don't even know what the odds were of on that. They were probably, like you're saying, of the stats, probably incredibly high. Yeah, and um, I mean, with that being a, you know, uh, that's a fifty dollar product, so you're kind of surprised that that would be in there. But um, maybe that was kind of before they decided to be like, hey, we're gonna, you know, pull back on the top autos because of you know value and you know we make money. But uh, yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen some okay stuff come out of retail. I mean. That Mahomes a hit out of contenders last year. I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. Um, yeah, you kind of almost wonder if it's a mistake. Honestly, you're like, was that supposed to happen? Because you see so much crap pulled over and over and over by not only yourself but you know online, and it's like, this has to be a mistake. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I can't explain it. <laughs> but um. Yeah, unparalleled. That that also kind of surprised me too when I saw that uh, at Wally World, uh, you know, last year. I there was like no announcement of it. There was no, you know, no indication that unparalleled was coming to retail. And then one day I walked by and boom, there it is. Yeah, I like that product. It's a nice product. It's very uh, clean looking. They get, get come with one auto. They have specific parallels. I don't know the breakdown of what autos you can find in that product, if it's similar to like how Illusions is, hopefully not, but uh, it's not a bad value. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of it ripped too, which is kind of strange, but um, from what I've been able to tell, it's not quite as watered down, the autographs, because you're not getting a mem card too, so I feel like that might help your your odds a little bit since you're just getting the one auto. Um, 
and not getting the illusions, you're getting the auto and the mem. So I don't know if that plays a part into it or not, but um, I'm definitely probably going to start picking up some of the unparalleled mega boxes just to see um, what's in there. Because those those Cosmos uh, parallels, have you seen those Cosmos parallels? They're kind of cool. Yeah, they're really cool looking. I have a couple myself. They're uh, definitely very cool looking. I like the whole planets and stuff on there and the stars. So, so since we're on the topic of hobby, hobby only to retail, um, is there a is there a brand of product that you would like to see available in a retail format that's not available currently? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, jeez. I guess probably if I'd have to say one, National Treasures. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to lock it in the case with the iPhones and the iPads and um uh, you know it's funny you ask that question because i i honestly feel like almost every hobby release now has been coming out in retail i mean look at illusions we didn't expect that and that came out yeah um there's a lot coming out in retail that we've never seen before um there's a lot I, i mean Think, think ahead, I mean, with some of the products we talked about, that you have a lot of products coming out that are, you know, one-hit wonder type deals. You know, like mm-hmm. one card in a box or or in case what you get, like five cards in a box or stuff like that. So they're obviously not going to do retail formats of those because it's impossible. But uh, I don't I, – I, I can't think of anything. Do you have anything on your mind that you can think of? There's a couple. Um, I think um, – the one we kind of touched on earlier a little bit, select. Oh yeah, yeah, good point. I think they could do that because it's a similar card stock, if not the same exact card stock, as the optic and a prism, and there's optic and prism available in hobby and retail. So I think select going to retail would be a realistic possibility. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, the cert- certified doesn't have retail, does it? No, I don't think it does. No, it does not. So yeah, I would say I would say probably select and uh, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, uh, certified would probably be um, probably the two that would intrigue me, assuming that's not super watered down. Right. Yeah, it has to be uh, one of those things where if they, I mean, there, there's a balance to it, of course. In retail, they do like to do the whole thing where they go, well, these are retail exclusive parallels. That makes it a little bit more individual, you know. Mm-hmm. But if they're, they have the hobby version and then they're pumping out lows and lows of retail, it's going to it's going to eventually it's going to water down the hobby version because you're going to have, you know, hundreds and you know thousands of this one rookie card of uh, Kyler Murray. And it's going to make the hobby version, which could be comparably the same thing, a lot less unless it's a parallel, of course. Yeah. When I saw the illusion, I was kind of wondering, like, how are they going to differentiate themselves from hobby? And obviously they have the the orange parallels and the sapphire parallels and the um, what, the emerald. I think they have emerald green parallels as, as well. So um, but I know a couple of people commented on couple of videos that I commented on, they were kind of upset about the difference in the card stock. And, and you know, it's kind of like, well, I mean, whatever. I mean, they wouldn't be able to put 35 thicker card stocks in there and make any money. Um, so, and I know the other argument was like, well, it's going to be hard for set collectors to put together. Understand, like, that's probably the most um, legitimate argument in case that uh, this person made. So I 
I was like, yeah, I could, I could see that being frustrating, but um, having more options in general, especially in a retail format, assuming things are not a complete and total ripoff, like we've seen with a couple of products. Um, I'm yep. okay with that, but when products start to get really watered down and, and start to, you know, not be a good value, cause that's what retails kind of has to be known for is getting value. Um, yeah. when that goes away, it's almost like there's no point in even having a retail product released. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, that's a good point. But I mean, if you think about it this way, do you think, well, if you think about it, does the fact that they release retail, does that help regulate hobby or does it hurt hobby? In in the sense, I'm talking about prices. So if you have an abundance of, say, one product in hobby and it's a hundred bucks a box and then you release a lot of retail and all of a sudden, you know, whatever player that year, multiple players become super popular the price of hobby now goes up and now you're want, wanting to get retail because it's a better value. Vice versa. I would say it probably hurts the value of um, non-autograph memorabilia cards because you're having to put base rookies and, and parallel rookies. I think that hurts the market for that product um, in regards to those cards. Uh, I don't think the autographs or memorabilia is affected a whole lot just because, like we touched on earlier, the availability of like the superstars probably aren't going to be affected. So I would say it probably affects the parallels, the inserts, and the base card you know, uh, prices more than it probably does anything else. That's, that, that'd be my, my thought and logic behind that. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, it's good to have options, but like I said, the options have to make sense and they have to be a good value or people aren't going to buy it. That's right. That's true. Yeah. Unless you're a super collector and you have lots of money to spend. <laughs> yeah, that's not me. <laughs> um, I think we covered everything for today. Um, but I think before we go, there's two kind of important football games going on this weekend. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, the t- Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee Tatans. Yeah, it's uh, Tatans. Um, no, Titans. <laughs> um, yeah, they're playing the uh, Chiefs this weekend. So it's going to be a pretty big game. Uh, the Chiefs, I mean, they're they're a great team. Uh, but uh, the last few games, you can kind of notice that they've been in kind of a, a scramble in a way where you think that, you know, like they're losing and they're, they're struggling and then all of a sudden they pick it up and they, they win. So it's going to be a, an inter- interesting battle. It's definitely going to be an up, uphill battle for the Titans because the Titans are definitely an under, underdog team for sure. So it's going to be... A great game to watch. I know for a fact the Titans, I mean, uh, the the Chiefs are expecting Derrick Henry to run, so they're going to really try their best to keep their uh, the, the scrimmage line covered as much as they can. So it's going to really come down to how much can the Titans really fool them. 
It, it really is. And I, I believe, I know for a fact that I, they're going to throw audibles in there with Mariota. They did it last, the last game where he came in and the ball was, it looked like he was getting pitched the ball to be QB, but it got pitched to Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry threw the pass over the top to, I think it was uh, Johnny Smith. And Mariota, if you look on the far right side, he was wide open, ready for the pass. So, I mean, they're going to use options like this all the time. This is probably nothing earth-shattering that I'm going to say, but I think if the Titans can, uh, you know, dominate time of possession and not turn the ball over, I think they're going to be going to be right in it. Um, the things with the Chiefs is, you know, if you can't, you know, can't get your defense off the field. Uh, they're going to wear down and Mahomes is just going to tear you apart. So uh, stopping the Chiefs on third down, man, that's going to be that's going to be huge for you guys' yeah. chances, I think. Yeah, I agree. And then, of course, on the other side of the coin, we got uh, the Green Bay Packers against those uh, the juggernaut San Francisco 49ers. I'm pretty worried about the game myself. Yeah, I'm, you think I'm, so? I'm worried. Uh, we got absolutely destroyed in the regular season game i know it's it was a regular season game but it it wasn't pretty um rogers is gonna have to be rogers if we're gonna you know win that game yeah you're right he's gonna really have to be that team leader that he is famous for being so it's really gonna come down to him and you know the team's gonna be looking for him for direction i mean he's He's the veteran upon veteran. He's pretty old, so he's got to really step in his game and just be ready for it. I, I think the defense will be okay. I I worry about the offense. Um, there's it's no secret that our receivers this year haven't been fantastic. Obviously, Adams had a great game, but I would be very shocked if he had the same type of game uh, this weekend as he did against. Uh, you know, in the last game, so. Yeah, because you know who they're going to put on him, right? Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Shermanator. Yeah, Richard Sherman doing those uh, chunky soup commercials. (laughs) So, but we'll see. I I don't know. I don't, it's possible we could have that Titans-Packers Super Bowl, man. That, That would be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be a fun game, I think. It's what the Super Bowl's in Miami this year, I think. I actually I don't know. I didn't really look at look that up. I think yet. it's in Miami. Makes sense. Go for somewhere nice. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll be watch. I'll be at work, unfortunately, uh, for the Packers game, but uh, I'll find a way to watch it. I always do. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a good game. Hopefully they pull through and. And beat the 49ers. We owe like one, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, because the last time you guys played in the playoff, or not the playoffs, so it was was it the playoffs or the championship? I can't remember. It was when Colin Kaepernick was a quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah, he uh, he destroyed us that game, if I remember correctly. <laughs> was that what 2014? I might be wrong on it, but I think it was 2014. That was a while ago. I gotta pull it up because I'm curious. Yeah, I think it was 
2014, 2013, something like that, just before he had his whole thing that he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had a chance to get back in the league, that's for sure. But, uh, let's see. Was it 2014? Yes, it was. 2014. Nice. Okay. 23-20. Oh, that's right. Eddie Lacy was a running back. Man, what happened to that guy? He was a pretty good running back. He just apparently just couldn't keep his weight down. Yeah, I think it was his conditioning that was... That led to his downfall, but yeah. <laughs> well, is there any final thoughts or or things you want to say before we wrap this bad boy up? Uh, nothing too, nothing too crazy that comes to mind. Uh, obviously, this is our first podcast, so there's gonna be some hiccups here and there. I'm sure everyone that may be listening, uh, you'll realize that there's a, a lot of flutter, but. Uh, Stay close to the content because there's a lot of good stuff. And, uh, of course, we'll evolve as we uh, progress further down the line. And uh, we'll have a lot more uh, information and topics to talk about and have some guests come on to the show as well, right? Yeah, that's definitely the plan. You know, we obviously talked to uh, a certain individual um, the other day who uh, oh, he seemed pretty pretty uh, excited and uh, interested in uh, possibly being a part. But won't spoil all the details, but, um, you know, I think one thing about this podcast too, is, you know, it's, it's, it's about collecting, but it's also about getting information out there so people can make good decisions because I mean, let's face it. Um, a lot of these products can be expensive. A lot of these products, um, you know, uh, you might not know what you're getting necessarily all the time. So if we can, uh, float out some information there to help you make a better decision and to, uh, you know, spend wisely or, or be a little smarter with your money. I mean, that's, you know, that to me is an important thing, especially with uh, the way the prices on things are kind of fluctuating all over the place uh, this year. Yeah. Um, like you said, we touched on, you know, the prices going up on, you know, some different products, but, uh, you know, and then also touching it about, you know, like some of the retail stuff, you know, don't expect, don't expect a lot because, you know, things get kind of watered down and modified and, um, that kind of stuff people should know and have, you know, the knowledge of before they go and spend their money, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. 100%. So with that note, we will wrap it up today. We appreciate everyone uh, that listened and uh, hopefully uh, we will be talking next time uh, for a uh, Titans Packers Super Bowl. Absolutely. So, All right. Thank you, everybody, again, and have a great uh, day, night, or wherever you're at, and stay tuned for more content. Take it easy, guys.